welcome to the latest episode of Three Old Geeks, the animated series. I'd like to thank the TyOps channel, that's T-Y-O-P-S, on YouTube for that awesome lead-in music. We had so much fun talking about the DC Animated Universe in a previous episode, we decided to review every episode in production order. Keith sets the standard with four categories, the good and the bad, which are self-explanatory, the huh, which are things in each episode which make us scratch our heads, and the glee, which is something in the episode that puts a smile on our face. So break out your DVDs or bring up DCUniverse.com, watch the episodes, and then check out our reviews. Hope you enjoyed them as much as we like doing them, and hey, thanks for listening. Alright, so in our continuing series of reviews of the DC Animated Universe, we are now on a Batman episode called Never Too Late. Uh, it was originally aired on September 10th, 1992. Uh, the director on this one is Boyd Kirkland. The story is by Tim Ruger, and the teleplay is by Garen Wolf. So this is a pretty interesting one. This is uh, Batman versus the mob, essentially. Yeah, no no, no supervillain. It's kind of his beginnings. Yeah, yeah. alright. So goods like you know uh, uh, this is a gangster one and i actually thought this was a pretty some pretty good gangster stuff like old school uh yes. gangster stuff the uh, there was a great line they're like oh they're the that stromwell and rupert thorne are fighting over control of the rackets like it's an old film yeah. noir or something like that i thought that was a really cool line uh another one where where batman does a really good disguise Yes, I, I like that. I like how they expanded. Goods. They really expand. Like Batman was like, a, like skilled at everything, and about all these disguises was part of his arsenal. And then I thought that uh, this was another good quote unquote horror movie Batman, where like these guys are like running into like the warehouse, and they're like, "Where is he? Where is he?" And all of a sudden, like they get pulled into the shadows, and it's like, oh, you know. I, I thought that that was uh, that was pretty cool. Which uh, what did you guys have for good? Uh, for me, it was the whole story. I, I just thought it was a, it was a good human story for Batman, yeah. and I think that that's uh, th those are his roots. That's where he he kind of fits best. Daredevil kind of took that over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kitchen. No, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I just thought it was a really good human story. I thought it was sort of a Christmas Carol sort of with Stromwell or whatever. Yeah, Stromwell. Stromwell yeah. yeah, I thought that was kind of cool the way they did that with him, more or less. Being part of the ghost that leads him down the yeah path. The, the flashbacks yeah. of his brother I was thought, the priest. It I was like an old. Really it was like really was like an old forties or fifties gangster movie. Or and the music like was phenomenal. Yeah. The music just play made it that much better. I, I I don't usually notice the music like you guys do, but I noticed the music in this one because it set the tones and it, it just amplified the story. Uh, who did the priest? Who voiced the priest? Ah, oh, jeez, I'd have to look that up. Uh, God, we don't we don't talk about it enough, but Andre Romano is the um, the voice director, and she did all the voice casting. And she was always I always thought she was spot on. She's won uh, Emmy awards. I'm sure we can probably dig up who did the voice, but it was probably somebody fairly big type of thing. But yeah, the the the, the priest definitely did have a, a kind of a classic, you know, like yeah. that old school priest type of a deal. Uh, do you guys have any bads? I have that the Anchorman was animated horribly when he was telling about the kid missing. Yeah, the animation was so bad that I was it just it completely pulled me out. Oh, okay. I, I didn't care for the elven rope he had. He ties it around something, they swing down and he pulls it and just comes tumbling down. Okay, that works. That works more than rings, but not real uh, world thing. But again, that's that's nitpicking. Yeah. Um, I 
it seems like there's been a couple of these, and I understand this is a kid's cartoon or whatever. I thought that the, oh, Stromwell's kid was addicted to the drugs that he was selling was a little PSA. It was a little heavy-handed yeah, the way they did it, but, but I, I like that whole... You're not thinking it's happened to you, but it's happened to you sort of thing. I actually thought that worked well in the story. That That's sort of what I like. To, when I say Christmas Carol thing, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's all, you know, coming together in this nice little Twilight Zone-esque package. I got gotcha. It's his shit that's causing his son to almost die. And where you think he's kidnapped, but he's not. I did not actually have any anything that made me scratch my head. I did not have any haws. Do you guys have any haws? Yeah. Okay, the first flashback? Fuck, seriously? That was terrifying. It was <laughs> fucking terrifying. I watched it and went, children are supposed to be watching the show. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I actually, I actually liked that. <laughs> I actually, that was, yeah. And then tear gas. Okay. Oh my God, it's tear gas. And so Batman puts on a fucking breathing mask. It's tear gas. It blinds you. <laughs> well, he's already got the covered oh, yeah, eyes. That, yeah. You know what? And I thought of that, too, and I went, oh, bullshit. <laughs> um, and then Stromwell's terrified of fucking railroad signals. He freaks out in the back of his, ah, you know, they're ding, 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 ding. And he's like, oh, sweat. Ah. It's like supposed to be like but that's where he puts his office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's yeah. running around him later yeah. on. <laughs> and he's running in the exact same configuration <laughs> that, that he was running in this flashback. I th- you know, oh no, we'll get into that in more of a glee. <laughs> Keith, did you have any haunts? I had a couple haunts. Um, I, I don't know why Thorne looks older to Stromwell. Stromwell actually looks younger when he's not. He's Thorne's supposed looking, to be the old. The, the young yeah. one who's trying to take over his business. I'm like, why does that fat guy look older than yes. the other guy? I'm like, huh? And uh, how because did, some of us gray how a did, little differently. How did Keith? Batman survive the, the explosion? It, I, I expected him to be outside the building. But he was in the building when it exploded. And and Trommel's jacket shredded, and there's nothing. It can't, it's like not even soot on him. He just Because he's got the eye coverage, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. And why in this series does every ginger is a bad guy? <laughs> every coon is... Because gingers have no soul. <laughs> it's, it's Jimmy Olsen, gun for hire. Yeah. They all look like fucking Jimmy Olsen or uh, the Watchmen, yeah. the Rorschach. Yeah. It's like everyone, every bad guy with a gun has red hair. I'm like, what? Uh, all right, was there uh, was there any glee in this? Keith, did you have any glees? I didn't have that much glee. I, I thought it was a good, solid episode, but it, there was nothing that really glee. made yeah. you smile or anything like that. No, how about uh, you? The train and the priest. That whole little scene yeah. at the end. Uh, I thought that that was. Brothers got a hug. That moment. <laughs> Brothers got a hug. Whoever played the priest, whoever did the voice, and I didn't look it up, and I should have. Couldn't tell I know you the voice. I knew crazy. the voice. Yeah, I know. It's it's yeah, it's somebody famous. Uh, but it was great. I, you know what? I the ending of it was good. I it was it was um, satisfying. It's a tale that's been told a hundred times, but, but not with Batman. <laughs> In the eye coverage. <laughs> You missed me, huh? <laughs> that was my glee. I, I just thought it was it was just a uh this these types of stories are what elevate this show yeah, yeah, above. Yeah, definitely. Alright, yeah, and I was gonna say this overall the story was really good, uh even lacking a supervillain. 
I'm going to bring up, dude, John Vernon as Rupert Thor. John Vernon is, like, super underrated actor. Everybody knows him. He's, like, he's like the Krusty Dean in Animal House. Okay. But yeah. he's got a fantastic, he's got, the, you know, I think we spoke about it before, he was, he was in the old 60s, he was he's Tony, Tony Stark, Stark, he was he, Namor, he, he, and yeah. stuff like that. This guy's a fantastic actor, and he's a fantastic voice actor, and that's, his portrayal of Rupert Thorne in this really is the one put one put the smile on my face. He's talking like, "Oh, hey, Lou, get us a big plate of antipasto or something." He was like this yeah. old school gangster. I thought that was really cool. So, what's uh, what's the star rating on this one, boys? I give it a three. I'll give it a three. Yeah, it's a solid three episode. I yeah. think. All right, guys, that's uh, that's a review of Never Too Late. Let us know what you think on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks. Alright, so here is our continuing series of our reviews of the DC Animated Universe. Uh, this one is called I've Got a Batman in My Basement. It originally aired on September 30th, 1992. Uh, it is directed by Frank Power and written by Sam Graham and Chris Hubel. And this is the first appearance of the Penguin in the animated series. So, uh, Keith, did you have any, have any goods in this? I did. I, I, I thought some of the animation was really cool. I thought uh, the reflection in the glasses was really cool, uh, in the kids' glasses. I thought that was neat. Um, I, I, I thought the mom not believing them was really cool. I, 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 it was a really, it was like a Home Alone episode. It was kind of cool. I know I'm stealing, not stealing, but we agree on that. It was, it was just a good, fun episode. Uh, I thought the penguin was kind of useless in it, but, you yeah. know. But, uh, Brian, do you have any kids? Uh, you know what? It's funny because I, I, my first was the Penguin rocked. It was crossed between Burgess Meredith and Danny DeVito's. It was it was kind of a perfect melding where he was wasn't disgusting. Yeah. So I really liked the character. Um, again, it was another human episode, which I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, I did not. So uh, I'm going to agree with you on the animation because normally I'll put, oh, animation fucking sucked or something. Yeah. But I don't have that written down. So uh, <laughs> the animation was pretty consistent through it. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was a solid story. I thought it was a lot of fun. I actually, the, the, the thing that I liked the most about it was in the first part where they showed the mother, it was almost like a Peanuts or something like that where it yes. was like... Yeah. It was just in silhouette, or she was from like the the waist down, or something yes. like that. And they eventually showed her, but I thought that that initial like that interaction with the kids and the mother was like, or like the um, the Tom and Jerry's where it was like, you know, you just see like the bottom of the woman's skirts or something like that, and you never see them. I thought that was kind of a, a callback to uh, to the old cartoons or whatever. Do you have any bads, Keith? I didn't really have that any bads. Really, I didn't. I like I said, I I thought the penguin was. No offense to Brian over here, who's wrong, but I thought uh, <laughs> <laughs> Penguin was kind of eh. I mean, you know, it, it's oh, I'm stealing an egg. Ooh. <laughs> well, it was the bird themed from Batman '66, so you could add that he was the Pat. Yeah, the Burgess Meredith. Okay. Bird theme. Uh, me. Where the fuck is Alfred? There's ones where he, he doesn't show up. up. Where's Robin been? Okay, you know what? So Batman gets first of all, he gets hit in the the chest with an egg. And then fucking, uh, and then flops into the Batmobile where nothing happens. There's no emergency anything. There's no, he just, so the kids could actually throw him into the Batmobile. And then the the driving of the Batmobile was stupid as shit. <laughs> that was just fucking stupid. Uh, but I, I just kept thinking, where the fuck is Alfred? He didn't get a chance to hit the button on yeah, his belt no, they, to call Yeah, they established Alfred. in previous episodes that like, yeah, 
Alfred's has tracked down Batman before yes. and stuff like that. I see your point. You yeah. clean the mansion. He didn't know he was missing yet. He's um, got to clean that whole mansion. It takes time. And then in the end fight in the basement, when, when Penguin breaks into the house and they start trashing it, Batman kept beating the henchman's ass and then throwing the henchman at the children. <laughs> There's a whole fucking basement, but he's got to continually throw the henchman at the children. They're always underfoot. What can I say? <laughs> they didn't move. They were huddled in a group, they... and he kept throwing the fucking henchman at the children. I was like, Jesus, Batman, aim a little better. Okay, that was my bad. Those that were was my bad. All right, actually, something you said made me rethink my bad. Okay. I was going to say that this is one of the character designs that I did not like. But you said that it was like kind of a cross between Danny DeVito and Curtis yeah. I actually think that now I'm starting to like that design because they didn't make him disgusting like yes. the, the Danny, DeVito, Danny DeVito in the uh, the uh, the Burton movie. Yeah, they actually made him like they made him look like that physically, but then they classed him up considerably. The Burgess Meredith and kind of effect. The other thing that I was actually pleasantly surprised with is I I honestly do not remember him having a cigarette holder, and he did. I actually thought yes. that that would be yes. one of those things where they couldn't show anybody yeah. smoking on a... This was uh, earlier, though. Yeah, but... So I'm going to take back. That was my original bet, and my, my bet now is what you mentioned, Keith, is, is I actually... One of the probably the few people in the world that I can't stand the movie Home Alone. I think the entire premise of it is stupid as hell, and I kind of thought that this episode mirrored that. I mean, like Christopher Columbus or or what's his name? Uh, I'm sorry. It, uh, it was John Hughes. And John Hughes, I'm Columbus. sorry. Yeah. Uh, they should they should have sued these guys for copyright infringement because it was literally Home Alone and I, this one I wasn't that crazy about. I um, oddly enough, I look at you, you look nothing like the Grinch. Oh shut and up! Yet, he's not a ginger either. He has a soul. I know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I that's a that's a whole other ish episode entirely. All right, oh, I can't wait until we do comedies. Cause he's gonna have nothing. They're all not funny. Uh, he's got the Keith, film card. Keith, did you, my comedies are far superior than your comedies. Uh, uh, Keith, did you have any haws? How'd they get Batman into the basement? The guy weighs two fifty. Yeah, and they're like two plus little kids. Armor plus yeah, a utility yeah, yeah, belt. Exactly the cape alone, trying to get down the stairs. I, I've tried to drag people with capes downstairs. It doesn't go really well. So, <laughs> wow! I don't. Uh, I don't even. Know I that expected I to hear drag. That story. I expected <laughs> to drag people down the stairs with a cape on, coming from Brian, not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a different kind of cape. <laughs> I'll have to tell you the story about. Oh, but... don't! No, no, no! I'm trying to keep this clean, Brian. What's Brian? Do you have any haunts? Fucking birdseed? Really? <laughs> I seriously fucking birdseed. If there's a an abandoned birdseed factory in the city of Gotham, you don't go to look for the penguin there first. Yeah, well, that, that's the a problem with Batman on fucking birdseed. And neither do vultures. Vultures, neither penguins nor vultures eat birdseed. But fucking birdseed, the kids didn't know it was the Batmobile. Yeah, that's 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 pretty. It's not like it's any other fucking car in the city or the world. There's one of these, and it looks like a bat. Sorry. And then the, the, the two bully kids? Yeah. Okay, so they knew the fucking penguin, but they don't know Batman? Yeah, didn't they come in? He's like, oh, yeah, it's really him. Well, they find the Batmobile, and they want to climb in, and because they're fucking jerk-offs. They are. Uh, but perfect little 50s jerk-offs. <laughs> 
and then there's one point where where the kid goes downstairs and it's a nitpicky point but they fucking they showed it so i I think i know what you're gonna say because it's one of mine he locks the door by turning the handle oh okay that okay that's not mine (laughs) oh that one i went there's a combination lock i i've lived in a house where you have the skeleton (laughs) key things You don't ever lock, and I don't even know a fucking door. You lock the door by turning the handle. No. That is the most asinine <laughs> Unless it's a door deadbolt. Lock. Unless it's a deadbolt separate, but it was, it was the handle. You're yeah. right, Dad. He turns the handle, and it locks the door. Okay. <laughs> and like I said, it would be nitpicky, but they focused on it. All right. I, uh, the Birdseed Factory was one of my haws. Like, again, that's kind of that. Maybe that's a symptom of Gotham City where, like, people just don't realize the most obvious place a villain would hide it, out is going to be where they are. It's like the old comics with the big prop house and everything. They get Joker's hiding in the fucking house that has his face yeah. on it? <laughs> exactly. What the hell is that? It's the last place you'd look. I'm a shock. All right. Well, my other two, uh, I had a couple of haws. Um, so. The uh, the the Andy and Condor at the beginning is giving Batman like this really hard time, and he's clawing at him and stuff like that. And the kid is like ducking him, like you know, like Muhammad Ali yeah. or something like that. It's like Batman can't handle a big vulture like that, and this kid is just running away from her and, and dodging. It's like what really? Please. Uh, and the other one that really bugged me was in the kid's basement. He has a poster of the Joker. Like, you're supposed to be this big, I'm a, a fledgling crime fighter. I saw and that. And I, like, so I'm like, why do you have a picture of the Joker on your wall? Somehow my mind justified it. when I, cause <laughs> I, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> my mind, something in my, it was like a wanted poster. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. so maybe I'm yeah, misinterpreting this or whatever. Yeah, yeah cause okay. my because my brain justified it, and I did the same thing. Why is it Joker? But you don't know fucking Bammy? You fucking <laughs> mook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so was there any glees out of this one? Keith, Jenny Glee? Uh, my glee is semi episode adjacent. I actually used to read Encyclopedia Browns, so I liked the whole kid detective thing. So that that was the okay. glee part. Maybe of I didn't because I didn't read Encyclopedia Browns. That's why I because he had his sidekick girl sidekick too. And... You know what? You guys were talking about who should sue him for Home Alone. No, they should have sued him for Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> it was Encyclopedia Brown he, where he talks to bullies into helping them. And yeah, and he has the the tough girl who yeah. who protects him. And he's kind of the nerdy. Yeah. It was inside, and I was just in heaven I because I loved Encyclopedia. <laughs> okay, Brown. that's probably why I didn't like this episode that much because I never COVID read any high of those five books. there. <laughs> yeah, COVID high five. So they they they, they gestured it. Uh, my actually my glee out of this one is I thought Paul Williams as the penguin. Uh, just he was fa- fa- just he, like Brian. You had said it. He was a cross between Danny DeVito and Burgess Meredith. They didn't need to pick a short person to play I, the penguin but <laughs> it was something like even knowing that paul williams was really short that even added to it to me I, but i thought like you know he and he had his haircut he had his haircut <laughs> yeah he had the uh, paul williams mullet oh okay okay yeah yeah okay but um no i just thought like he he, he added like this element of like you said of burgess meredith to it and stuff like that and i just thought that was really fantastic so uh, Keith, what's your star rating on this one? I gave it a three. Three? I'm also going to say for Glee, and I wrote this down the fucking headline on whatever the page. I didn't write the headline down, though. So. Oh, when the kid hung up the... Yes. It's, it's, yeah. I, I love that the, the headline. It was all peas. <laughs> yeah. I gave it a four. 
Four? Okay. On the Encyclopedia Brown thing alone. Okay. It was just and a fun little thing. I actually yeah. did not like this one as much as you guys. I give this two stars. So that's our review of the, this one, guys. Let us know what you think on Facebook or Twitter. Thank you.